0: re Rewrite re, re, it. Check Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon rewrite it though. I said Monday, Wednesday, Friday. yeah. But
1: we gonna rewrite it, though. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriter's Room. We are the men with the pen. I am one third of our incredible trio. Armand Sadler, the Brock Lesnar of Broadcasting, the Roman Reigns of Rhetoric, the Paul Heyman of Podcasting, and the John Cena of Journalism. I'm here with my guys as per usual. Fellas, how y'all feeling?
0: Man, you know what it is. It's your boy, CC I even going to do the intro today because I got to keep it real with y'all. We halfway through the year, and I'ma I'm just keep it honest with y'all. The WWE is changing, life is changing, we on a whole new plateau. We about to take it to new levels. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? <laughs> I are say,
2: you ready? are you ready? <laughs> no,
0: I, that's all I gotta say, man. We, I'm, I'm here. For, I can't even do the intro today. We here for some. There's a whole new. We what we doing, man? It's a new company. We never did this before. <laughs> What brave we, New World. What we've, we've never, literally, never experienced before. This has never happened in our lifetimes. Yeah. So, man, I'm ready. I'm here for it. Man. I'm just giddy. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, man Grand I, Chan at?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. Chan, introduce yourself and then we can kind of get
2: into oh. that. It's really so, going live, reporting live for the mid car. Grandpa Chan, two ends. Um, you know, although, you know, like you said, we'll get into it. Like I said, it's a brave new world. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe now the mid car will have its day. You know, we've been begging <laughs> every week praying prayer circle and everything, maybe now we'll, we'll get our time.
1: We have, of course, have some trivia for you in the name of before we write. Now, if I'm correct with the standings, Channing, you've won trivia three times, right? Cause um. we, we did the previous two for uh, money in the bank and elimination. Trivia. Oh yeah. Yeah. All of me. Yeah, I think I have them three three. Yeah. Wow. You, so you have three wins. I got one. CC is currently uh, with a donut, but that's, Hey man, it, it might change in the future. CC is our maestro for before we write today. So I'm going to pass it over to him
0: welcome to the before we write segment i am the host i will have these two niggas spinning their wheels trying to figure out what the answers to these questions are who knows uh but uh yeah so what we're gonna do real quick uh for those of you listening um i realize there's two types of listeners there should be one but uh unfortunately there's two so for this first type for you guys who uh Unfortunately, uh, are not on the Patreon. You're gonna get this first question, and it's gonna be titillating to the juices, <laughs> and uh, you're gonna want to hear the rest. But uh, until you pay that uh that little bit of five or whatever you want to pay, you know, uh, you're not gonna get the rest. But for those of you who are, you know, on a team, you know, you fucking with the squad, you already know, you already know where this is going. You on the right train, then get ready for some excitement, some entertainment now i have here a set of questions um we only have a few of them but uh what i'd like to do is have a few of them for the actual game and then what we're going to do after that is we're going to have just just two just for some shits and giggles and this is again like i'm saying guys if you're not on the patreon you're not getting the shits and giggles this is where the fun is uh so What we're going to do today in honor of uh, the big man stepping down, we're going to do a little bit of Vince trivia, you know, Um, goodness. this does not mean like, okay. so by the way, when I say the big man stepping down and we're going to do Vince trivia, this does not mean as a disclaimer, this does not mean like you know, I'm on Vince's side or anything like that. I watch wrestling. This nigga has been in charge for most of it. So that's how this is going to go. Anyway, uh, let's just go ahead and get this started. Armand, are you ready? I'm born ready, man. Channing, are you ready? Seto. <laughs> let's get three let's get, let's get, popping. <laughs> All right. So let's let's take this. Let's take this real slow. You know, we're we'll gonna start with an easy one. Little lob, you know, not a fastball, something like 80 miles per hour, something for you to knock out the part real quick. So uh, what year did Vince take his first stunner? Oh my goodness. I'm gonna say 1993.
2: 1987.
0: Damn, Armand, you got it. That was it. Whoa.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It it just sounded like it sounded like the heat of that Vince Austin,
2: like the the
1: prime of their rivalry. That That was probably notable. That was the first stunt. He stunned the the ball. Yeah, uh, Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So, for those who missed out on the full Patreon segment, you missed us fantasy booking current celebrities that we would make world champion and our before we write segment segment which was quite enlightening. We answered some questions about good old Vince McMahon who we're going to good old again and they're not taking sides here. He's just Vince McMahon but um, before we get into that we got some promotions to do the A show 250 is coming soon. J5 and meals have powered their way through 250 weekly episodes no breaks very, very exciting time for the entire network, but especially them, so i want to give them a big salute for giving us this platform and for doing what they're doing as the best voices in wrestling media. Very excited for everything that they are rolling out for A-Show 250, and that includes the official A-Show merch, which will be available for pre-order this Friday. You saw it on my Instagram story, the A-Show Revenge Tour we're looking for revenge the shirts are awesome meals did a phenomenal job they're comfortable as hell too like you know it's it's rare you might get a nice shirt but it's shitty quality or you might get a nice quality shirt but like it don't look good and we just got both for y'all so pre-orders are available this friday make sure you tap in if you're not subscribed to the patreon patreon.com backslash the a-show rnc to get bonus content from the a-show from the war report from us three writers room spot callers access to invasion diaries access to uh draft diaries i believe meals got coming soon he's done a bunch of different diaries that may be in his bag diary of meals forget diary of alicia keys diary of meals um so with that all said let's jump into this pre-write now i was going to talk about one thing but um we kind of discussed it in the opening of the show so let's just kind of open up the floor and talk about this McMahon man retiring triple h taking over as the head of creative and it's an interesting time, man, for WWE. Like, I, I actually feel very excited. Like, it is a new regime. We've seen Triple H do great work with NXT. You know, Bruce Prichard is still involved. You know, Paul Heyman will be taking over in creative. And it's kind of just like, you know, Vince has booked some inc- incredible shit that we've seen throughout our time as wrestling fans. Vince also has, you know, some areas where it's kind of like, eh, like, you know, me personally seeing Finn Balor lose all the time. I don't, I don't really like that. And I feel like with Triple H, that's not going to be a thing. But yeah it it opens the door for a lot of different things and we've been talking about it in the discord a little bit you know I think people are going to be expecting immediate change which isn't realistic WWE always plans ahead they plan months if not a full year in advance so I think we're really not going to see like tangible crazy change until like after clash maybe around where the draft is but um man you know it's kind of like we all knew this day would come eventually a lot of us thought that vince would never step down and he would just die as the as the ceo of the company as the chairman and you know obviously some things have happened and you know that kind of forced him to do so but you know I, I think the wwe is in good hands you can't forget nick khan like nick khan is really the brains the genius behind everything in terms of the expansion of the company and how global they are and the money that they're making but internally triple h running creative he's a great mind you've seen you know the, the work Shawn michaels and him have done with nxt and i would love to see sean Get involved in the creative side with the main roster too but um it's a it's a really exciting time like it's like you know we really don't know what's gonna happen tonight um you guys are gonna hear this a couple days later but we got raw in madison square garden with and they always wow out we got roman and brock set to be there ronda rousey gonna be there drew and the brawley boots are backstage we don't really know what's gonna happen but all, all in all I'm, I'm very excited for this new phase in the WWE. how, how about y'all
0: yeah um for me It's like, you know, like I said at the beginning, it's just like, I've never, I don't know, like I've never known this world. I've never known a world where wrestling is not, like the wrestling that I'm watching um, on a regular basis, that is, the wrestling that I'm watching on a regular basis is not run by Vince McMahon. Like he's not sitting in that room in the back with the headphones on. Like I've never known that or whatever, like ever. I don't even think my parents have ever even known that shit like it's, you know, because like even going back to them, like even around the time he took over the company was when they would have been watching and stuff like that and their big heroes were going on. So, like, you know, I don't it's it's a generational shift for everyone. So, like, I think the the interesting thing for me will be not seeing like the things that are different, but what they keep because think about it, like this thing has been going for, I think he bought the company, oh, when did he bought the company? He bought the company, I think it was in 72?
2: Almost, or I thought it was 50. Years. I thought it was 50 years,
0: but I could be wrong. Yeah, it might have been 72 or 82, one of those, but like he was the CEO for 40 years at least or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and then he he took it from where it was just like, everyone has this like, you know, our, our little wrestling thing, like here, I'm in Seattle, you're in Missouri, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, nah, this is global, like whatever. Obviously, you know, um yeah with some businessman stuff and shout out to uh, North Carolina which I'm in right now whatever that's where the man is from he went to East Carolina shout out to East Carolina I know some people at East Carolina is lit or whatever but um (laughs) he took that business degree and he was like "Hmm, I'm about to do what y'all doing I'm about to do this other thing or whatever and not only that um some people remarked that the business thing that he did kind of affected the in-ring stuff so it would be interesting to see someone who spent the you know They were the in ring person or whatever, and of course they spent some time being an executive and and doing the control and stuff it'll be interesting to see how they treat it. Um, Because the criticisms have been that the in ring stuff has had to suffer for you know, promoting this stuff globally or whatever, but at the same time, you know there's there's this like new world that we're in or whatever um where we have all this new technology so we have someone who was born like way back or whatever and of course he's like adopted to all this stuff or whatever but then we have someone who was like born a little bit later and he's like he has other voices that are you know kind of in his ear and stuff like that who are creative or whatever so it's going to be interesting to see like for me like what stays the same because like we have there was like a standard that was set like, and it took like kind of like 30, 35 years to like get to that standard. And it's like been running kind of like on autopilot. If you kind of look at it, if you just look at it like objectively from a 30,000 foot view, it's kind of been running on all autopilot for like the last, like I'd say like maybe seven, eight years or so. Like I would say like ever since I kind of got back in, I, I noticed that shift like around that 2016-ish era, like six years, six years ago, it's kind of been running on the same thing where we change it for, uh, we have like the same kind of formula we change things here and there so i'm interested to see what they stick with um like what stays or whatever like certain things i'd like to see stay you know like um for one like i love to see uh like how a lot of the wrestlers like what I like about a lot of wrestlers these days and Sammy Zane pointed this out when he was on Stone Cold's podcast, like how, like he, he, when he came back from injury, he was watching it from the outside and he was like, there are certain things that wrestlers just do because they just do it. And it's like, well, why do you do it? Kind of thing. But if you look at it today, like one of the things I like about people is like, everyone really has like their own style. So one of the things I'd like to be I'm interested in seeing is, is like, seeing that like how everyone wrestles like how they wrestle but it would be interesting to see if like triple h is just like hey nigga more like be you more <laughs> you know what i mean like what if like you know bianca started doing dives or some shit like you know what if like you know what i mean like just this random shit or whatever in the ring and outside of the ring too but i'm just interested to see like what stays the same to be honest like i'm not really interested in, in uh what changes I'm, I'm interested in what they keep because that'll just show you right there what really works and what doesn't work and honestly if i'm a business watching the wwe watching what a company keeps as they change leadership shows me that it's like okay regardless of who's running the ship or what this company is that's a thing that just works with this these people in this industry and i'm going to steal that that's what i would do you know so yeah that's what i'm interested in what do, what about you Channing? uh yeah
2: not not to you know kind of reiterate what y'all said obviously we don't know what's going to happen, so I'm not going to speak too much on what I think will happen. But what I do think will be interesting is to kind of see, because I think there's this kind of thing where it's like when someone is established for a long time, you just create things you hate about them, and that's part of the whole thing. Like part of WWE is that a lot of us kind of hate Vince, and we talk about the fact that we hate Vince, but we all watch WWE and talk about why we hate Vince. And I think it'll be interesting to see what stuff like that happens for Hunter is because it's like one of those things where, You're obviously coming after, you know, Vince. So you're going to have this fan share of like, oh, it's just something different, something fresh, because we're all thinking about the things we don't like, like you said, but there were things we do like. And there's also one thing I like, I feel like people also forget because he hasn't been wrestling, especially is that like one thing Hunter always does is put himself over. Like Triple H loves to put himself (laughs) over, bro. Like, and, and so it's like, this is cool until that first time when Triple H decides it might not be him, but it decides. He's gonna have you know fucking one of his guys, Adam Cole take out, Wait, you know, Brock Lesnar. Danny.
0: What if he wins the Universal Championship? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm
2: saying. Like, y'all forget how quickly y'all forgot what happened with Sting. Like, how quickly y'all forget when Hunter decides he wanna go over, he gonna go over, bro. Or one of his boys gonna go over, Kevin Owens will go over. Kevin Owens about to go over, bro. Like, and so I just think it'll be funny. Whatever that first turn is where people are like, all right now, Hunter, now why did you? Now, why has, you know, you know, EO Shirai been the WWE Universal Champion? Now, why Why is she that? Like, come on. Like, I, I it'll don't be, think I don't think
1: we got to worry about him booking himself
2: because he's uh, he's no, not slowly, himself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. His guys, though. I just think it'll become a thing where just like there's Vince guys, there will be Hunter guys. Oh, and it's sure. not a And That's it's not true. a question of necessarily being like, obviously, more, I think, of who we consider NXT, Triple H guys, we just like more than like who you consider Vince guys. Like obviously Roman has turned a corner, but like Theory kind of annoying, like stuff like that. But I think we will hit a crescendo just because that's the nature of wrestling, where some of these Triple H guys would just because of the fact that they're being pushed so hard, will start to dislike them. And it'll just be funny to see the narrative turns of like, oh, Hunter always pushing such and such, or like Triple H always trying to do this, this and that. And it'll just be funny to see like, yeah. What what will those things like? Maybe it's not the big buff guys, but maybe it's just like everyone's doing flips. Like I'm sick of all the flips. Like it'll just, it'll just be something. It'll be so funny to see what people turn into. Like oh, like they're just all the injuries are 45 minutes long. It's taking forever. Like Bro, <laughs> it'll be something I, like that.
1: <laughs> I promise you, it's, it's gonna be so nasty when it turns from why does Finn lose so much to why is Finn winning? So exactly. Much. Like, That's gonna what gonna I'm saying. So
0: exactly. It's Wait, Armand, you here now, my boy? It's you the hear demon out, is my boy? The demon is basically the fiend. Like it'll here. become
2: that, bro. It'll become that. So he's fast. It'll going, be on, so funny. Like, hold on,
1: bro, bro, bro. Y'all was just mad this nigga lost a theory like three times. And now you can't be happy, bro. Now, now that he's beating fucking homos, you got mad? Like, what's what's going on here?
2: Yeah, when Undisputed Era is running raw for the fourth month in a row. We'll see how much like <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the Twitter's talking about that day, bro. Them niggas can <laughs> stay away. They, they
1: get they all can stay over there. Stay over there.
0: You know what I think we'll see way less of, though, is, like, you won't see, like, I mean, we've already started to see way less of this because, like, from the outside perspective, like, I've, I've, you know, none of us know this nigga, no, none of us know, of course, none of that shit or whatever. But from, like, you can see a lot of shit from the outside. And the one thing that I've seen about, like, you know, I've been watching this shit since, what, 96, 97 or whatever. So the one thing I've seen from the outside looking in is, like, Vince has grown softer as a person. Like, you can see, you can, and also, like, just speaking from my personal journey, you can see when someone has more empathy as a person. Like, oh, yeah, for really sure. A more empathetic person. And the way you can see that is because wrestlers have less shitty angles these days, like the angles are like less embarrassing. Like Vince would be like, mm, "That nigga's like, mm, I do not fuck with him at all." But you're gonna keep him on a roster and like make him do this like shitty thing, like because you don't fuck with him. Like I don't think you're gonna see that from like Triple H or whatever. Like, I don't think you're gonna see him like shitting on people or whatever. And you've already seen it less, but I think you're gonna see even like even less than that. And when we get into like um the next segment, or whatever, I'll talk about this a little bit more. That's gonna open up space. For more people to shine in like different ways. So like one thing that um one thing I like to do is like anytime I'm like talking about some some stuff or where I think certain things are gonna go a certain way, I like to explain it to y'all like a business sense. So for anybody who's listening to this, here's some game for you right now. And these days, like where everything is like certain things are like important or whatever. Right. So like one of the most important things is like data and stuff like that. But like one of one of the hugest things these days, and it's always been a huge thing is like audiences and whatnot and what you can do with those audiences. and what we found in like every almost every one of you probably knows this, because if you watch wrestling, you probably play video games. When you're playing a video game, you ever notice how like you have to spend like $2.99 and like $3.99 and like $4.99 to yeah. get like, these little things here and there? I think things that we're gonna see, like now that like Paul's there or whatever, when you can do more with your creative, that means you can also do more with your business. Yeah, by I, now, see I see what you're saying a little later. So, like yeah. as more people get shots, those are also more things that can be more toys. Shot. I am saying. got you. Yeah. Because less people will be shitted on. I think we'll also see like higher profits and like things like that. That's just like a business sense kind of thing, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever. But at the same time, that means like, when you guys are like, you know, when you know, I see some people saying like, oh, my fave isn't getting a shot or like so and so and blah, blah, blah. Like, you'll see like, you know, more people like even if they're not getting a shot, you'll feel like they're getting their just due. I think that is what we'll see a little bit more. A little bit yeah. more. I'm not saying it's going to be like, oh, everything, we're not going to step into a utopia because never any nothing to be utopia. But you're going to see a little bit more of that, I think. Yeah, Probably more I, dick
2: jokes, too. Hunter loves Oh, dick my jokes. gosh, yes. He, he loves me. dick jokes. If
0: <laughs> <laughs> you watch any old segment, especially DX era,
2: Oh, he oh, <laughs> loves to work in a dick joke, so just
1: prepare for that, too.
2: <laughs> do either of you feel
1: super strongly about your, your pre-write, or are uh, we cool jumping into the free write section?
2: No, I was just um, going to talk to you about I just, Twitter, basically.
0: Real quick, I just want to say, like, <laughs> I just want to say on on that note or whatever is like, you can, here's, here's what I'll say. Disney realized that, you know, the little mermaid, you know, Aladdin, beauty and the beast or whatever, like they're big ones or whatever. What they realized was not only could we sell those things in different forms, the big things, we could take these little things and make huge things out of them. Think about how many star Wars series there are. Like yep. there's one, I'm a Star Wars nerd, like fan. There's a series called Andor coming out and stuff like that. I don't know how much I really like care about it, but like the thing about it is Disney realized, hey, like we can take all these little pieces and make something huge out of them. And people really flock to them or whatever. So like you can take your little pieces and make a lot of them. So like what what I am saying is, out of all these characters that we have in the WWE, all these, all these superstars, I think we're gonna see a lot more character work from them and i would love to see a lot more character work um yeah. i would love to see a lot of character work from every single body who's on the rest on the roster because here's one thing that i noticed from watching smackdown and and raw from these last couple weeks and i had to watch them kind of uh i had to binge watch them because i had missed a couple or whatever i so that means i got to notice these patterns as they like i watched it all in one show essentially so i, I saw this general pattern there's lulls in the show and those are long and they're fucking massive. (laughs) They're, they they would not be as massive if every single character had like an interesting thing, you know, and they don't need to be interesting to every part of the audience. They just need to be interesting for someone that the problem is, is like, when you see certain things, it's like, that's not interesting to anybody. Like, why are we doing that? So like when I talk about that character work, I think that's what like where we need to go. Like if, if WWE like really wants to take it to another level. Y'all did one bill, y'all boys could do two bills if y'all want to. It's just a matter of y'all want to, so mm-hmm. uh, that's how I feel.
1: I, I think the perfect example of what you just described was that women's six man tag last week. It was like Oscar, yep. Alexa, and um, just more um, people. Oscar, Alexa,
0: is it Bianca? Oscar, Alexa, no, no, no. and um, what's Oscar,
1: oh, uh, Alexa? Shit. I forget. What, oh, Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke versus yeah. Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and was it Becky? I think Becky was in the match. Yeah. It was, it was, it was like, it was like, it was a clear talent gap. Becky, Oscar mm-hmm. and then you go like Alexa, Dewdrop, Nikki, and then Dana Brooke. And it just it, it unfolded into a 27 of 24 7 title match, which like, the, those are kind of wacky, kind of fun. Or maybe Tamina was in the match because Tamina ended up getting a title uh, range for a little bit. But yeah, it was just like, it, it, like, yeah, all yeah, yeah, can do more with these people. Like, I'm, yeah. I, I think Nikki Ash's hero gimmick, especially as a heel, that's kind of, that needs to be cooked. I'm not really with it anymore. I think Dewdrop needs a little more visibility, a little more prominence in her character. She's awesome. Like, she's, she's absolutely awesome. Um, Alexa's kind of circling the wagon right now. Asuka, this is like, it's interesting. I was thinking about it. this is like the least interesting Asuka has ever been. Like, she was in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Her and Becky were fighting over the title shot, but like this is the first time where like Asuka isn't the focal point of the the women's division or one of the focal points of the women's division. So I'm really interested in what they end up doing with her. I don't know if her and Bianca have had a singles match for the title. I feel like that that's an obvious place you can go. The only thing is, I think in
2: NXT, maybe, maybe, maybe. Bianca like,
1: faced Asuka while she was champ. But the 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 only thing is like they're both babyface right now, now, and no, like they they don't really do women on women babyface matches. Like it's usually a clear heel and a clear a clear face. But yeah, I'm interested in seeing what what Oscar does, and I think H Triple H stepping in is what you know could ultimately, ultimately yeah. do that. Let's jump into these free rights though. Uh CC, actually, yeah, CC. I want to ask you how long is Liv holding the SmackDown Women's Title, bro? Not long,
0: not long. <laughs> and, <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> you know, it's <what's> funny. <laughs> It's, the ironic thing is, like, you know, people think, like, oh, triple, like, people have this, like, image of, like, you know, Vince is like this evil guy or whatever. And I don't know the nigga, so it is what it is or whatever. And, like, you know, Triple H being, like, lighter than him or whatever. But the thing is, it's just like, I've been watching Triple H since that, mo- like, I literally, because st- I started watching over again, like, WWE since he came in or whatever. One thing about Triple H, Triple H is a, is a guy who feels like, you know, like he, he has this thing where like, if he knows there's something there, there's something there. And if he doesn't, that motherfucker does not spend time on it. Like even if it's it, like, the thing to like get to another thing, like he'll, the way he'll get out of it is he'll like, Oh, but what if like so-and-so turns on blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? He'll figure out, yeah. He'll find a creative way to get out of that to get to the next thing before he'll spend time on it. So when, like you add that to the fact that on like, Honestly, like I said, I've been watching, you know, the SmackDowns and Raw from the last, like, at least, I think it's three weeks I had to watch, like, all in one go or whatever. The one thing that I've noticed, and I've noticed this about Liv since about two years ago, and she's improved, but she just hasn't gotten there yet. Dude, her timing and her ability to uh, make the move happen and, like, go off without a hitch, it's not consistent. It's just isn't or whatever, and you cannot be a champion if I don't feel like I can put you in that ring, or whatever, and when you are doing your, like, run of the mill, this is my combo offense, like, her run of the mill combo offense, I saw her mess up the other day when she went up, uh, I think it was on Natalia she went for that thing where she puts her arm behind her back, and she, like, falls on her back, and like I hate that. Had to so you into the <laughs> so First stupid. of all, it takes 20 seconds to set up, or whatever, and then you do the thing just for them to hit the corner, it's like just whip them to the corner then like, but she can't because she doesn't have the power. So it's like one, like, uh, but at the same, like, so no, I I think her, her, her championship term is short-lived at the same time. No, no no the boy just come up with bars. I see what you did there. Thinking. That's just, oh, but, uh, but it's short-lived or whatever. But at the same time, I, what I see is I see her investing more time and coming back and being better is what yeah. I see. I I think Triple H is going to purposely take it away from her so that she tries to get it back sooner like tries to like tries to go harder and I think that's what she needs that's what I would do Shit.
2: two quick things you really bear the lead because you know how long her lane's gonna last until Charlotte's playing Flair play last yeah. that's <laughs> what her when Charlotte decides she wants that title back or if they put
1: Bailey on Smackdown yeah exactly
2: yeah. Talk, yeah. Triple H guys we'll talk about yeah. triple h people charlotte flair and baby like so that's what i'm saying like it'll be a thing of like yeah it lives great now but then once triple h's people come back then we'll see what's talking about and then also like you said she's a chaser like she's a classic baby face the chase is always better it's like a biggie a kofi like any of those under you just the win is always the best part of the run like it just that's how it is and then the climb back up is always more interesting so perfect yeah if it's a charlotte knock her off take a couple months she comes back and that bill versus charlotte will be just as good like that's really what live is like her like that's what she's best at and then you gotta think about who's who else is on the roster yeah, yeah. Like, I'll,
1: I'll i'll give her credit her promos have gotten better too like that's just one thing that i definitely want to give her credit for is her promos have gotten better but she pulled the whole passion thing on ronda it's like that's that's not moving me like you've got to have more than passion as your character i still don't know what Liv's character is like oh, just, oh
0: my god! She, she's, she's just really a, she's really just a hot.
1: cute a cute spunky blonde who people really no, Ma- that's like. No, mainly because her character is
2: hey, she's really hot.
0: I'm here, guys. I really had this dream, and and her character is that the fans support me. That's her whole ass character. She's like pretty much Nikki
1: Asher without a costume. like
0: <laughs> You know what would be dope? I need to <laughs> go hill.
2: Liv need to go hill, bro. She started as a heel. The riot squad and all that stuff was heel work.
0: And they just never, that's when they just never fully pulled the trigger. Man, on I'm so sorry. Year. I know he retired. So I know we not being as creepy anymore and whatever, you know, and like, and I, I'm just, this is a hunt. Like this is an object. This is an objective statement of what I'm saying. Like 100% she's, I feel like gets over more and it's a more interesting character when she has when she's kind of playing like not like not to say that this is her whole deal, but a part of her deal. When a part of her deal is her sex appeal or whatever. Oh yes. And her sex appeal is way higher when she's a heel. It's not even close. I like- mean,
2: yeah, she was in the whole fake lesbian thing with Rhea. Like, she obviously plays into that sometimes, too. It's not like you're just, ob- I mean, obviously, like you said, you don't want to just objectify her. But part of that is, like, it that's- could be either she wrote it or someone wrote it that they were, like, fake together <laughs> for,
0: yeah. like, a month. That, that shit worked. <laughs> it worked <laughs> on me. <laughs> And that's the thing it's, it's not it's not one of those things where you're just like you're doing this because it's just like oh it's horny and horny is easy that's not what it is is the thing is is like certain characteristics make a person interesting we have beyonce and we have rihanna both like you know you'll hear like a whole bunch of crazy stuff about both of them like you can find tweets about both of them or whatever but if you look at who the character is or whatever Rihanna's character is that she's sultry and like that's that's like that part of her is like played up a little bit more. Whereas Beyonce, like if I was if I was to compare them, I would say like Beyonce is more of a Bianca where she's like I'm the est of the thing, like I'm so good at this shit or whatever. Whereas like you know Rihanna's more of like your Stacy Keeler's blah, blah blah. Like I'm, so I would say Mandy
2: Rose. I would um, say Mandy Rose and Mandy Rose, right yeah, now, yeah. Actually, that's where it's like it's I'm
0: was. hot, but I could also yeah. wrestle. But exactly. like part of it is that I'm also
2: hot. Yeah. Like that's part of Toxic stress, whole thing.
0: Actually, you know what? Let's talk about that. Mandy Rose is the perfect example. Uh, God where it is a live can draw some inspiration from? Because Mandy Rose, like, while she sells that I'm the hot girl or whatever, she says like it's like in a high school movie or whatever. Like, if you look at the high school movies, the hot girl like wasn't just the hot girl; she was also the captain of the cheerleading squad yeah. or like this other thing, you know, some what I mean? secret like, talent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there was like no. It's like I'm a bad bitch and I'm a boss bitch at the same time. Like, yeah. there's these two things. So, like. I think Liv needs to discover like where she can get more of that. Like Becky found her thing and like she found out that she was kind of she shared the same things as like Stone Cold where it's just like, "Nah, nigga, I'm out here, I'm a badass." I'm just you yeah, know, I'm that nigga. Like everybody found their thing. I don't think Liv's found her thing yet, and I think to be honest, like I don't like rewarding her before she's found her thing. Now, will rewarding her and then taking away like to make sure that she's still around or whatever like you know kind of help her i don't know but honestly i think you take that shit away from her very soon so that she like kind of has time to look back and be like damn bro i was only like champ for like two months and like have a fire lit up under her so she needs a confidence that's yeah, what it is. I think you can yeah, win true. a championship match, but to be a champion,
2: you have to, like you said, kind of earn that confidence, and that's going to take time for different people, I feel like. That's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. like, it's, it's interesting. She reminds me a lot of, like, what we've said about Ricochet, where, like, you want to support him. Ricochet is amazing yep. in the ring. He can't talk. Liv is the opposite. She can talk a little bit. In, in the ring, she's improving, but she's still not there, and um, I, honestly, like, her winning it with Money in the Bank as a babyface made the moment amazing, but I also think it maybe didn't do her that much service in terms of her character, in terms of her believability. Like, she still doesn't really seem sure of herself. So yep. beating face, Ronda...
0: Baby face who won the championship by taking advantage of someone's injury.
1: Yeah, like, it's 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 a really weird... Con- and, like, people have done that. Big E did it to Bobby. CM Punk did it with the 2 times he cash And, like, that's typically how it goes. It's like an injury angle. But I think for Liv, you know, we saw her in, in the feud with Becky. She was getting washed on the mic. The matches were really good but i think that giving her that kind of illegitimate victory when we're still not exactly sure of her and she still doesn't seem sure of herself it like people are going to look at that reign kind of with an asterisk like and she's got to go right back and face Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam like if i were if if i was doing fan duel odds i would probably bet on ronda like to, to, Easily. To truthfully the, the only way i see ronda losing is Bailey comes or Charlotte comes and like interrupts, and so just Charlotte and Ronda got to run it back. So it's it'll probably be Charlotte. That's a big show. It'll, it'll be perfect time to reintroduce her. But yeah, I don't know. Like Liv's believability is probably like the really the toughest thing for me.
2: Uh, it's a good right point now. you made, and I, I we can move off this. But like it's kind of like the difference between Biggie and Kofi Mania, where mm-hmm. there's something about getting it out in a clean victory in a straight up match or like a Daniel Bryan where there's no like heist there's no trickery it's like no i won we, you knew i was facing you and i overcame the odds that pop is always like more like the, like you said like the earned pop whereas the other ones more so just like the excitement of like oh someone cashed in but like even you think about her cash and she almost tapped out like when i thought she was gonna tap out to that ankle lock <laughs> i was yeah. like y'all not doing her. if
0: she would have i would have been like yeah i believe that i believe her character yeah. it was out. very believable 100 percent
1: and I, I think the, the, this 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 whole scenario isn't unique to live because I can't think of a strong title reign that came off of winning money in the bank. Like Bailey's, well, Bailey lost it to Charlotte like a couple months after she cashed in and then she turned heel. But like, there's never really been a strong money in the bank holder. Like Miz, Miz held it for a while and like won a lot, but it was through underhanded stuff. Like we've never really gotten someone win the title. Seth uh, was well, so a Seth was sleazy too. Yeah, there's really been no like, strong champion after getting it for money in the bank. So I think like, that's maybe like one of the only downfalls. And I, we kind of understand like, that's how it goes. Like you, you win it off of this, like one in a million opportunity and, you know, yeah. it's, it's exciting for you, but like it, it it's ultimately leading to more like that, that's put you in the echelon and now you have to sink or swim at this point. So yeah, I'm really interested to see what happens with Liv. Um, Chan for you, Riddle, man. Riddle has emerged as one of the top baby faces in WWE. Um, he's currently you know kind of rolling solo after Randy Orton's uh, injury and he's got an upcoming match with uh, Seth Rollins at SummerSlam what do you do with Riddle after that SummerSlam match
2: I think with Riddle in short what he should do is he should be in a feud with the Judgment Day until Randy Orton comes back and saves him um, I think the thing with Riddle is he's kind of reached that echelon where and this is part of the problem like we talked about last episode with the two undisputed titles like He's a main event guy, and there's just no main event picture right now because it's all Roman and Brock. And so you're having to do these holding pattern stuff with him, Seth, Kevin, guys like that. And so I think another holding pattern thing, which would be honestly interesting, It would be, you know, Finn and him kind of having the same angle of like, you know, you're a new guy. Maybe you want to come join us, da 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 You know, you were with Randy, but see how that got you. Then you have, you know, them beat up on him, have some cool matches with him and Finn, him and Damian, whatever. Then you could have the blow-off tag of, you know, Finn and Damian versus Randy and Riddle. Randy comes back. That's a massive pop, whatever. I just think you basically got to keep him middling hot until you can heat him back up again because, like you saw with that Roman match, like he – He has what the prerequisites is really like we need the moment in the storyline to match that. And so I think you just got to kind of keep him holding until you find out what you're going to do with the two titles, find out what you're going to do with Cody and everything and all that kind of stuff. And then, like you said, line that up Um, because, again, he's done everything you could check off. It's just like he can't be U.S. champion again against Bobby. Like we basically just did that you know and so you don't want to put him in another tag team because he was just in a fire tag team so you really have to keep him just dealing with people and then finn is main event adjacent enough where that's legitimate even if he loses to finn or whatever so i think that's personally going through the roster is what i would have him
0: do
1: yeah he's kind of been in in the same position like drew was for a while and like yeah we see drew is you know competing in a number one contenders match with sheamus he'll likely win face roman at clash but like Roman is the is the is the dual champion, but he's on SmackDown. So Drew can at least interact with him like Roman's barely on Raw. So Riddle really has like only reason he got that opportunity was because him and Randy were <laughs> fucking around with the Usos, you know, jumping shows. But now he's he's back on Raw chilling and there's there's nothing for him, which which sucks um, for me. Who the hell is going to dethrone Gunther? Um, so I know they've been running Drew or to tease Drew Gunther Gunther at a house show recently. I, I wouldn't intercontinental title for drew would feel like a demotion um and it's not actually a demotion like it it, it's good to have a strong mid-card champion but i don't think that's the direction they go i tell Uh, you honestly i can see a scenario where the brawling brutes come together and just jump gunther and and ludwig kaiser and maybe that's in service of butch maybe butch is the intercontinental that was mine that was my kind kind of similar to the artist collective when like they did that three on one match against Braun and Sammy ended up winning the title. Like similar to that, where you have like the small guy as the champion, he's got two heavies like Seamus, you know, I've, I've a lot of praise for Seamus. He's a good hand. You can yeah. insert him into anything. He gives you good matches. He's good on the mic. Ridge. He's still figuring it out, but I think you make Butch the intercontinental champion. He's just a wild dude. Like he just, yeah. he, he literally acts like a
2: dog. Like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like You've seen the match too. You have proof of concept. Yeah. They bang. Like they yeah. have a match that
0: banks real, yeah. yeah. real quick, real quick. For all the niggas who loved Pete Dunne in NXT and NXT 2.0 and then got mad when he was going to be Butch in WWE, how do you feel now? How do you Man, feel? Because uh, you wrong like a motherfucker. This nigga is the, one of the most interesting things about SmackDown. SmackDown. I will say, though, get him out these trousers.
2: He doesn't need to okay. wrestle in pants. I don't understand yeah. this obsession with how people wrestling in clothes. Like, stop it. But well, you, know you know what's going to happen, Armand? I've already seen the vision. You know who's going to dethrone Gunther? Who? Moss. <laughs> it's Ooh. happening. Potentially. Uh, honestly, I don't know if he's a Triple H guy. That's to be hashtag TBD. But if he is, that's who they have set up to do it. Like, it would be a longer feud, I would think. But they just have built him up to be this guy. And it's like, well, he has to do something. But he he has to face, and he's not gonna be like. I think the issue with Drew is that you're not gonna have Drew as the Intercontinental Champion. Like you're just not gonna keep him that, mm-hmm. like because it's like you said, he the matches with Roman, and so you need somebody who you built up, but also it's not too big for the spotlight. And Madcap Moss and the Pain Black Trunks is just it screams Intercontinental Championship match at TLC. That's what it screams to in December. That's what that screams to me.
1: I could see it. Uh, I would like it. I fuck from that Let's jump into our rewrite. Today we are talking about a 24-year-old bodybuilder from Atlanta, Georgia. He placed first. In the NPC Georgia Bodybuilding Competition Championship, rather, at 17, made his wrestling debut in 2016, defeating AR Fox at a WMA4 event for the WMA4 Heavyweight Championship. He moved on to Progress, where he debuted at a Progress Evolve joint show and lost to Keith Lee in a fatal four-way. This man has also wrestled in the Crash Lucha Libre, the World Wrestling Network, Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre, Full Impact Pro, Firestar Pro Wrestling, Mucha Lucha Atlanta. National Championship Wrestling, Peach State Wrestling Alliance, and Extreme Wrestling Alliance. He debuted on NXT in 2019, losing an open challenge to Roderick Strong for the NXT North American Championship. At the end of 2019, he was named number 80 on the Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Top 500 Singles Wrestlers list. He got his first nxt victory in 2020 defeating joaquin wilds he was then called up to the main roster in march 2020 to stand alongside Zelina vega he was slotted into the wrestlemania 36 raw tag team championship match alongside angel garza after andrade had to pull out which they lost that title match after uh he was eventually jumped out of the faction some some people call them selena's angels they never really had an official name he was jumped out of the faction by andrade and garza and then ended up joining seth rollins and murphy in their faction that same night. After the June 22nd episode of Raw, he disappeared for a while. We know he was dealing with some allegations. He was then sent back down to NXT in August, 2020. And he took a lot of L's. He was that uh, guy who was the, uh, he's the talent that you just put in a match. Like you're gonna lose in service of someone else. He then joined the way at War Games 2020 and helped Johnny Gargano win the uh, North American title for a record third time. And he was named the NXT year end future star award in 2020. Now in 2021, he was called up again to Raw, got drafted, took on a selfie gimmick, uh, competed on the Raw Men's Survivor Series team, where he was the second to last person uh, eliminated before Seth Rollins won as the sole survivor. Uh at the event, he it was revealed that he stole Cleopatra's egg and he was awarded a title shot the very next night for doing so. Um, little, little moving on, he competed in the elimination chamber. Um, for the wwe title and had a classic moment where brock lesnar f-5 him off the top of the chamber pod then he faced brock again for the wwe title at a msg house show that i attended got his ass whooped again uh wrestlemania he he had his second wrestlemania match face pat mcafee and lost and then helped vince McMahon defeat pat mcafee uh, before stone cold steve austin came out and stunned everyone Uh, he then won the u.s title from finn balor in april becoming the youngest united states champion of all time Lost it to Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank. And in that very same night, he won the Money in the Bank briefcase. We're talking about none other than formerly known as Austin Theory. He just goes by a mononym now, Theory. Um, Another Vince thing.
2: Another Vince thing. Hopefully that's (laughs) gone.
1: I mean, my feelings before we get into our rewrites. Um, I like Theory when he first got called up. He's got a great look. I think he's good in ring. His finisher can use some work. Um, when he came up with the selfie gimmick, it was fun for like the first couple of weeks. Then it got very tired. He's not holding the phone no more. I don't know if you noticed. He, he's not doing yeah, that shit not, more and you. it's great. He's so much more bearable now. Now that he's doing it, I like that he's taking on this like cocky heel, asshole heel kind of thing. Like, like you, you all love me, but you act like you don't like me type of thing. And like they're, they're really laying it on thick with this whole money in the bank uh promo, like him cashing in at Summerslam. Like, I don't. On the one hand, I could see them going all the way and doing do it. it.
0: Please on on the
1: other hand, I can see a situation where he thinks he's got uh, easy pickings on Brock or Roman after their match, and they whoop his ass, and and he loses the briefcase. I think that would be perfect, kind of a la when it happened to Corbin. But I think Theory is in a better position than Corbin was back then as the Lone Wolf with hair. Um, but yeah, I like I I think I think he's got potential. There's some things I don't like, and he's definitely very forced on us. Like people complained about like. Drew McIntyre being forced on us as the WWE champion I personally love that we had a very present WWE champion but Theory is being forced on us more than like anyone ever was like I'm I'm talking like Ryback back in the day I'm talking Sheamus when he beat John Cena for the WWE title like
0: Theory is being Roman never got this treatment bro
1: yeah like like Roman was forced on us but Roman lost a lot and Theory loses a lot but Theory ends up winning in the end kind of like how Miz ends up winning in the end after losing a lot um, so we're at a really interesting place with theory, but I, I want to ask you guys,
0: you know, how would you rewrite theory's WWE career? Um, I'll start, uh, cause mine's like short and simple. Um, and it, I feel like you, kinda, say, that, you say that every, rewrite. <laughs> I do no because like, all right, so, but for this one, it was interesting. Cause like where I have him, I had like, all right, I'll explain it. All right. So here's the thing. Right, here's my rewrite for theory or whatever, right? I'm just actually let me preface this. No, I'm gonna say that shit for the end. All right, okay, here's how we're gonna go. All right, this is Austin theory, fuck theory, Austin theory, right? Everything stays the same up until you know he goes to the way and everything, right? He goes to the way, and instead of you know, uh everything going with the the way that it did, like, you know, throughout. right everything it going uh the the top of like 2021 or whatever that's where we're going to start uh yeah making things go crazy or whatever but even leading up to that we're going to go crazy right so like you know he joins the way and I think he's there for I think it's like the last quarter or like last half of like 2020 or something like that um and then so during that time what we're going to do is like he's going to be a part of it but what he's going to do is he's going to be super instrumental in like helping things get done. And then the other members are gonna like going to notice that. And then he's going to notice that they're going to notice that. And then he's going to be like, hmm, so why is Johnny the leader? You know, like, so this is going to be like the start of him, like kind of like, you know, being this. The difference between being a guy on the roster and like part of something to being like his own thing and like he starts with like Johnny Gargano and here's the reason why I want to do this Johnny Gargano is like if you want to see if someone can wrestle and tell a story he's a great person to have them go up against because Johnny Gargano can do that. Like he's really good at that or whatever. He just happens to be really small, which is and wants to do what he wants to do. So, you know, he's not going to be in the main roster, but for theory, that would be great, cause you know it's an opportunity for him to spar with someone who's good on the mic or whatever, spar with someone who's good in the ring or whatever, like telling that overall story or whatever. So it would be a time for for that to happen. So like the how it happens is, you know, he's part of the way, but like slowly and surely, like people who are part of the way are like seeing theory, you know, over time is like, uh, you know, he's climbing up the ranks or whatever, and they're starting to see him in a way that Johnny doesn't want him to see him. But theory isn't like pushing it or whatever. He's not saying, like, you know, he's not the one saying, like, why is Johnny the leader? It's just like one of those things where where you watch it, that's like how it goes, right? So then from there, what we get um is we get like, you know, like a whole Johnny Gargano and like theory match and like a blow up or whatever. And like theory ends up winning the match. And this is like late 2020 or whatever, right? Theory theory ends up winning a match or whatever. Um but you know when he wins the match like the entire the way like you know you know just destroys him or whatever and it's an injury angle right so like they beat him up to the point where he gets injured you know he's off nxt for like a little while like maybe like two or three weeks or whatever and you know that's the end of him next thing you know january 2021 we're at the world Wumble. Guess who, guess who's showing up at number 21? And for those of you who remember the January 2021 Royal Rumble, uh, especially for those of you who watch WWE regularly and seem to not like this guy, him showing up at number 21 works for you really well because that means he that means he replaces Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> so I'm already, I'm awesome. already getting thumbs up, people. Awesome. So he replaces Dominic Mysterio. We're just like, oh, so like, you know, obviously for the general fan base, they're just like, they're, this is their introduction to this guy. They're like, you know, and then the commentators are explaining, blah, blah, blah. He goes in, this motherfucker puts on a show in ring. Like, you know, he's doing all the stuff that he can normally do. So you're like, who is this guy, right? And then he goes to SmackDown. Instead of going to Raw, that's my big change. Like, I don't put them on Raw. I put them on SmackDown. Because I think that's the important thing to do. Like, that's my main thing. Like, this is why my, my rewrite is, like, not that long. It has less to do about what actually happens with him and more to do with where he is. Is Vince, you know, in company or whoever else, you know, sees him as who he is, are they kind of correct in, like, seeing him as, like, this talent who has this potential? I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. You know, right? Do we put him in a position to like be this person that we have to watch for like 15 minutes at a time whenever he's on screen or whatever? No, we don't do that. So, what we do is like what we do is like we essentially kind of like where Mad Cat Moss is right now, that's where we start to plug him in. We just plug him in right there. Like, you know, um, I think they have a thing about it in. I think it's like New Japan where like the rookies essentially like wear this like kind of gear. I've seen like Mad Cat Moss, like he's just basically in this like plain clothes, like this plain ass gear or whatever. You can see like he's a rookie, hasn't figured it out yet. But Austin Theory's angle is like he's just very eager. So like he's babyface, right? He's very eager. He knows he's talented, but at the same time, he's not trying to be cocky. Or whatever and he's purposely not trying to do that and over time what we see is him try him telling us about that right so how he starts is he goes like you know he walks up to like he walks up to Jinder Mahal and he's like hey you're you've oh, my been boy a champion or whatever can I get can I get some advice or whatever blah 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 and you know Jinder disrespects him turns into a match or whatever there he bodies this nigga or whatever and that kind of goes on or whatever like he starts you know talking to these people backstage trying to get advice that's his angle like he's just an up-and-coming he's so thirsty for knowledge and he just wants to be you know, the best or whatever but he's like humble or whatever right so you know we're seeing it from this angle kind of where like a lot of wrestlers are where to like clearly like they're the humble and they like want to be good or whatever but the angle that that for him that I'm I'm writing is that like, you know, he's this pure kid. Like he just really is like watching a naive kid Walk in and being like, oh my gosh, like you're here, you're here. Like I know I'm good, but like I want to be this, I want to be that, blah blah. And I'm asking, like he's genuinely asking people questions, and they're just shitting on him, shitting on them. And the whole point of this is, is like this is long form storytelling. Every time, like he's asking these people stuff, and he goes out, and sometimes he beats them. Sometimes, like you know, they're all heels. Like sometimes they win, and like maybe it's underhanded, or like maybe it's like straight up will win or whatever. Right? The whole time, like he's realizing, like wait a second. Like I'm having these matches with people. I haven't had a title match yet or whatever. I haven't even had a titles contenders match yet or whatever. Right. I'm not included on these pay-per-views or whatever, blah, blah. So like over time, like he develops into a heel and it's earned, like it's an earned heel, like saying like I came in or whatever. And then like, he gets to this point or whatever. Um, and this is around like, um, money in the Bank, like, right before Money in the Bank 2021, like, so he's working this for a few months, around the bank money 2021 or whatever, and he doesn't get into Money in the Bank, right, um, that's another thing, too, like, he has a match for it, and he doesn't get into it, and then you don't see him for a little while, so when he comes back, he has this whole angle where he's, like, in front of the camera, right, and essentially, like, what you see now or whatever, I want to take to, like, a whole ass another level, like, because he's not even, what I think he can do, he's not doing First of all, he shows up, he's on camera, he's chilling in a hot tub with some hoes, off rip. Like, off rip, this is where we going, like, off Got rip. And he just starts his promo with, you know. <laughs> and then, like, he, like, and that's his thing. Like, he starts his promo off with this phrase, you know, or whatever. And then, like, what he does is he, say, he, he says, you know, and he goes over the facts or whatever, right? He says, such and such happened, blah, 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 blah. I've been this, I've been that but here's where I want to go or whatever, X, Y, and Z. So he does that or whatever. And this is like, this is like post money in the bank or whatever, 2021. And he comes out like he's like a heel or whatever, like essentially like he's a heel. And then he goes back after all those guys who like originally like, weren't after him and this is where like it kind of gets weird because like you don't really see like heel going after heel or whatever but this is how like you really get theory over like as that nigga like he's a heel going after heels like when have you really like ever seen that And he's burying these niggas. Not only that, like, he's coming back with new moves or whatever. He's putting these niggas in the dirt or whatever on top of that. And then, like, guys start forming around him or whatever. Like, he starts picking up people or whatever, like, slowly but surely or whatever. And then he, like, forms his own thing. And then the next thing he decides is, like, oh, I want that Intercontinental Championship or whatever. And then he starts going after title, after title, after title. So, like, the way I have him going is, like, it's a general thing or whatever. But essentially, it's, like, he comes in as babyface. He gets an earned like, hey, I've been trying to go after these heels after a whole time, like whatever, like I've been trying to like do it the right way, whatever. And then he just comes out, he flips, and he's like the ultimate asshole. Like what you see right now, nah, fuck that. Like this, what you see right now is like babyface compared to where I want to take him. Like he would be like walking in, like he would be walking in or whatever seeing Kevin Owens having like a cup of water or whatever, like drinking like in the back, in the, in the backstage or whatever, and just flipping that shit out of his hand. I'm talking about like that level, <laughs> like being like, I know I'm that nigga. It'll be funny. He is, is like, the thing about theory right now is he, part of the reason why he's annoying is because he has been put in our face. But if you listen to him, watch him and shit like that, it's very clear why he's been putting in his, our face. He has the potential or whatever it's just that he hasn't really gone there, so what I want to do is, I want to take him to the extreme to where he's just like complete like legit and we've never seen an asshole like this ever before or whatever so that it's completely earned like hate or whatever and then for the rest of his career he can always play off of that it's the same way that edge can always run back to like hey i'm the rated r superstar and i'm the sneaky maniacal blah 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 blah. it's the setup for that so if he wants to become a face he can like later on but but yeah so like my thing is like and here's why i set that up is because i think a lot of y'all niggas are wrong about theory Theory is the future of WWE. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I am so un- sorry. I'm undeniable. Sorry. I am so sorry. But, like, everything you like about your favorite wrestlers, this nigga, like, has a lot of that down. And he's all he's only 24 or whatever. At 28, do you know what this nigga is going to be doing? It's going to be stupid. So, like, that's how I got my rewrite. But that's my rewrite right there.
1: I like it. I like it. Um, mine is, it's giving slight... Attitude error, ruthless aggression error type rewrite. So Ooh. And everything happens up to when he joins the way. He he's in the way, he's in the way for a while, like in, in real life. He he was in that yeah. faction for a while. Oh, yeah. So he's working with the way, he's helping Gargano keep his North American title, interacting with Candace LeRae, blah, blah, blah. But even that, it was it was good, but it kind of plateaued at a certain point. So kind of similar to CC's, where like these things start happening for Theory. Like all of a sudden Theory gets um, a fucking NXT World, World Championship match, or he's he's just getting these big matches, he's getting these different things. And Johnny and Candice and India are kind of like, Theory like, are Austin, awesome. Like, how, how are you getting these opportunities? What's going on? And uh, Gargano ends up losing his North American title to somebody. And then Austin Theory gets a chance. Like, Gargano doesn't even get a a rematch. Like, Theory gets the match that Gargano's supposed to get. So Johnny gets pissed eventually. He's like, what's going on with you, Austin? Austin's kind of, like, sly about it. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm too, like, you know, they just put me in these positions. So there's, like, William Regal left uh, NXT after a certain point. So there's no authority figure. I'm going to have Shawn Michaels as an on-screen authority figure. So one day, Gargano storms into Shawn Michaels' office. He's like, what's going on? I lost my title. I didn't get a rematch. Theory got my rematch. Theory's getting that. Theory's getting this. Like, why do you love this guy so much? And Sean is like, it's not me pulling the strings. And he points behind Gargano. And Gargano turns around. It's Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon appears on NXT television because, because he's that invested in Theory. So Gargano sees that. He's like, oh, wow. And like, you know, Johnny's short, too. So he's looking up at Vince. He's like, oh. Oh, oh, oh my God. And so Vince is like, if you've got a problem with it, you know, like you, you can just fight Theory yourself. So Johnny and uh, Theory have a series of matches. Rogano ends up winning the series, but usually that's what they do when NXT you lose because you're about to get moved to the main roster. Austin Theory gets moved to the main roster, drafted to Raw, immediately gets the whole Mr. McMahon protege thing, but it's, it's a slow build to it. Like kind of similar to how he was sitting in Vince's office just talking with him and stuff like that. So he's just talking to Vince, like getting game from him. Uh, and this is like fall of 2021 so it starts to ramp up vince puts him on the survivor series team and then royal rumble comes and so in in real life theory entered at number three lasted 22 minutes gets eliminated by aj styles theory is going to last up until i believe it was the number 28 entrant in the 2022 royal rumble none other than vince's most hated child shane mcmahon so I'm about to say. shane mcmahon comes out and he's locked in on theory because he's like my dad loves you. Why is my dad giving you so so many things he didn't give me? So Shane goes in, him and Theory get into it. They both eliminate each other. They fall out at the same time. They get into a brawl. That's it. Next night on Raw, Shane McMahon comes out and he's like, Vince, I, I demand you come to the ring and tell me what's going on. Like, like you, you you're my father. You don't love me. And like Shane is like 50, so it's a little weird. So like Shane is seeing this like young guy come in and like take his dad's love from him. So Vince comes out, he's like, you know, Shane, you know, I understand you and I have had a tumultuous relationship, but I just, I just really love this kid. And actually I, I want to let you know, like I'm working on formally adopting him so I can give him. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm working on formally adopting him so I can give him your, the money, the, like what you're going to get when I die. I want to give that to theory. And Shane is like, you, you can't just do this. Like, well, we have to settle this in a match. So Vince books Shane versus theory for, for the right to Shane's birthright for WrestleMania 38. Now here's another wrinkle. If you remember Vince went on Pat McAfee show, Vince is like, Pat, you're going to get a, a a a WrestleMania match. And while Vince is on the show, everything's cool with him and Pat. Theory runs in and jumps Pat McAfee. So right. then, so Pat McAfee on Friday Night SmackDown comes out. He demands Vince comes out. And then Pat McAfee is talking to Vince. He's like, how could you do that? And Vince is like, I gave you a WrestleMania match. What do you mean? Like, like, you know, like, I, I, don't, I don't know who your opponent is yet, but you're going to, you're going to fight at WrestleMania. Theory comes out. Vince and Theory jump Pat McAfee. Shane comes out, helps Pat McAfee. Vince is like, you know what? How dare you get involved in my family business? So, so we're gonna up the ante with this whole birthright match. It's going to be Austin. I mean, it's gonna be Shane McMahon and Pat McAfee versus me and Austin Theory. If if Shane's team wins, Shane gets his birthright. If my team wins, Theory gets Shane's birthright and Pat McAfee is fired. So they, they, they run this tag team match at WrestleMania. Um, Fucking um Pat McAfee and Shane McMahon end up winning. Shane keeps his birthright. Vince still formally goes through with the whole adoption. Um Shane eventually leaves TV because if you remember, Shane did horrible booking the the whole Royal Roma match. So Vince just ends up ends up firing Shane. So Shane is going like the night after WrestleMania. He's like, Shane, you're fired. You're never coming back to this company again. Pat McAfee. Um I'm going to deal with you later. And that plays into like Corbin beating up Pat, like while Pat's behind the table. So Vince enlists Corbin's help to handle uh, Pat McAfee on SmackDown since Vince has only shown up on Raw. And then, yeah, everything else continues. Uh, Theory ends up getting the U.S. title, losing it. uh, gives money in the bank. And of course, with, with Vince and with with the with uh, Theory's trajectory, Roman and Brock end up going to a, a uh, they both uh, are can't answer the, the count of 10. And, and they're both just laying there. and oh my then, God. And then Vince comes out. Vince is like, the night is not over. Theory runs down with the briefcase similar to when Edge did it in 2006, New Year's Revolution. The Usos come out, but Baron Corbin comes and handles them, he gets them out of the paint, and Theory cashes in on Roman Reigns. And then... Roman turns babyface, and this reignites the Roman and Vince feud from 2015 when Vince was getting arrested and all this. It's, it's, it's wacky. It's, it's absolutely crazy. That's why it's, it's, it's giving ruthless aggression attitude, but it's also given some modern day stuff. Like it's a lot of different angles here.
0: Hey Corbin doing his thing in it. And yeah, so I'm here. So, that. you know, I'm that. here.
1: You
0: know what I mean? did, did a little for everyone there. Armand that's fire. I'm not going to lie. I need that.
2: <laughs> that's my funny.
0: <laughs> the, the fraternity test is
2: so like 2008 you, you like got it's it. you, so Vince has to adopt so it Oh, 2000
1: I Vince, love it Vince, Vince who, has, oh, like if if, if, if if Vince was still around I would feel like even if Theory wins world titles and all that I'd be like you could have went further and just adopted this little nigga like you you, you, key, you really could have done that
2: yeah it's like like alright this is the Jason George storyline we're just picking that back up we never yeah, got to finish yeah, just yeah. let's just see it through I like yeah, it. Man. yeah you know cool 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 so that's yeah. fun you guys I like took it a similar direction, but I'll see what you guys think of it because it's like similar, but I've changed some of the key players and I've focused on a different era. So I didn't really deal with like the NXT stuff. I started from the first call up in 2021 when he's drafted to Raw. So one thing to keep in mind with like my whole thing with theories, I remember when he won the Evolve championship and how big of a deal they made him seem. So in my mind, I thought he was always going to be this like main event guy. So like mine kind of more leads into that. So, also keep in mind, instead of taking selfies as his gimmick, I think that's kind of stupid. He takes like Polaroids. So, someone hands him one of those like cheap cameras. He takes a picture of the nigga laying on the mat, like waves it off, and then like part of his like promos, is he just has pictures of all these people he's beat. So, anyway, 2021, he is drafted to RAW as our Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Backstage vignette theory goes up to Dom. He's like, you know what? It's us. It's a new era. You know, we start a new thing. We're all let's show sort the of people we got. And Dom's like, yeah, like let's do it. Let's have a match. He's like, bet. He's like, you know what, Ray? Like, we're really trying to do our own thing. Like, you know, you should just go home. Like, Dom kind of got to make his own name. Like, he got to get out the mud. Like, that's how you did it. Dom's like, yeah, you're right, dad. Like, go home, like take the night off. I got this. Me and also gonna do our thing, you know, whatever. Um, so they have a match. Um, and again, this is kind of the, the the thing I like about theory was that promo he did with John Cena where he's like, Well, this is the new school, like we're the leaders of this. I really like that. So they have a match. Theory wins clean. Um, After the match, you know, as a show of respect, he goes to grab Dom's hand, as you can expect, turns heel, proceeds to beat the dog shit out of Dominic Bastiro, which is one of the few things he is very good at. Um, He cuts another promo being like, yeah, yeah, all that stuff I said to Dom was not true. I am the only one out here. Like, kind of like, you know, the rules aggression thing. Like, you have to be ruthless to get to the top. I'm trying to get Smith DeVille's attention. So that's one thing I'm keeping in mind. I'm replacing basically Vince with Sonya DeVille. Because I think as, like, the power, you know, leather, you know, authority figure that she kind of has going on with, like, her gear and stuff, I think it's much more palatable than, like, Vince with all the weird, like, daddy stuff. Um, so he beats Dom, and then he puts Dom through an announce table. Um, the next week, Ray Mysterio has a King of the Ring qualifying match against Sami Zayn. Austin Theory, again, comes out and interrupts. Ray loses. Um, while, you know... Theory is out there. Dom comes out to make the save, but you know, as an area his waist, he gets now thrown off the stage, you know, off onto the side and to the tables and everything. So, this sets up a match at Crown Jewel, Ray Mysterio versus Dominic. You know, Ray's like, Dom, you got to stay back. It's too dangerous. Theory's out of control. You know, I can't do it. I, I can't have you out there getting hurt. Theory and Ray have their match squash. Theory washes Ray. He ends up this time putting Ray on the steel steps. Um, One thing to note, too, is that Austin, when he first came up, his finisher was different. It didn't have, like, the knee part of the go-to-sleep. It was just, like, the stunner. And so I'm keeping that finisher, too, which is better to do on, like, stuff. So he kind of takes Ray out of commission. And this is big crown jewel, big first pay-per-view win. You know, he's talking shit. Whole time he's like, you know, I'm trying to get Miss DeVille's attention. I'm trying to show her, I'm that guy. I should be number one. I should be the favorite. Um, Then next week, we're getting ready for Survivor Series. Um, Dominic versus Austin Theory as a qualifying match to see who will make the men's Survivor Series team. As you know, in real life, Theory replaces Ray because he's hurt or hurt on the show. And so this kind of a way to get Austin Theory. He beats Dom again. Again, I am the new school. I am the leader. Everything from this point kind of flows similarly. You know, his world Rumble appearance, he ends up losing. Elimination Chamber loses but has the big spot with Brock. And that is what finally earns him Miss DeVille's favor. So then after Elimination Chamber, you know, Theory, he's backstage, you know, kind of like CeCe was saying, being a dick, like breaking stuff, like just pissed. He's like, really like Brock trying to embarrass me. Like he thinks these old guys just want to hold onto their titles. They don't want to lose. And so he's like, you know, I see what you're doing. WrestleMania is coming up. Finn Balor is our U.S. champion. We're trying to set up a tournament to see who will face him at WrestleMania. I'd love for you to be a part of it, Austin. Austin, of course, I'd love to. I'll wipe out everyone in the way. Tournament um, with featuring the likes of, you know, Otis, Apollo Cruz, Chad Gable, Austin Theory. In the final, in the stunner of all stunners, Chad Gable ends up winning the final. So we have Finn Balor versus Chad Gable at WrestleMania 38, night two. Oh, but the week before, during the contract signing, you know, Chad Gable, Babyface, Alpha Academy, I mean, heel, I'm sorry, Alpha Academy, heel, Finn Balor, Babyface, abs, it's built up, the crowd's going wild, Sonya Deville's music hits, you know what, this is a great match, I feel like it's coming up short, she simply says that because they're both small individuals. (laughs) She also (laughs) says that it is missing, you know, some WrestleMania experience, boom, Austin Theory's music hits, because he is, as Armand said, WrestleMania 36 veteran. Now have a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Austin Theory, Chad Gable, Finn Balor. As you know, triple threats are now no DQ. So in the final moments of the match, Austin Theory's outreaks have like having been laid out by a slingshot. Coup de gras on Chad Gable. Wait, the referee's down. Finn, wake him up. Wake him up, Finn. He's waking up the ref out of nowhere. Austin Theory, IC title, US title to the face, get spin out of here. Chad Gable one, two, three. Austin Theory is your youngest US champion. The mid-card has been defeated at WrestleMania. And you know, we're back in the current timeline where Austin Theory is our current US champion. Um, so I think that's kind of a way to more legitimize him as a heel. You kind of have like the similar thing of him being a favorite, but I think kind of like Cece was saying, once you earn it as like I want to be the favorite, it always hits better than like. I just randomly picked Austin Theory because like one thing that I always kind of miss is like, well, why why him versus everybody else? Like, what does he did? Do? So I think having these kind of series of matches and, you know, Ray and Dom are very good for that, getting beat up by somebody. So, and also they're quite small, which allow Austin Theory to, you know, throw them around same with Finn Balor, Chad Gable. So I think you just built him up as this like ruthless, like kind of, almost like shit heel, who's like kind of like really arrogant, feels like he deserves all this stuff, but actually goes out there and is mean about it. I think you build him up a lot better to where he is now, where it's like you said, without the phone and just a briefcase, he's so much more bearable because he has something tangible being like, this is why Vince was right about me. This is why I'm a big deal. Not just like I'm a big deal for no reason um and so yeah again you get the finn balor on it it took everything in me not to have a ladder match for the u.s title but i booked <laughs> it i specifically made i wanted to like it was a triple threat that was that was me just adding one thing but i i was like i cannot do another like five person match because that's what i always want to do so I, I purposely stopped myself but just know it was in there <laughs> But <laughs> I mean, also think, too, the Swerve Gable, too, because, like, you know, he was super hot. I think he deserves a nice shot. I just feel like kind of like you were saying with Triple H, where I think one thing wrestlers do is they because they wrestlers, they will just throw random wrestlers into stuff. Like, they'll just be like, well, we need someone to be in this tournament. Let's just you haven't wrestled in a while. Let's just be in this. And you give guys runs, see what hits, see what does. And I think Chad Gable will be a perfect for that he could eat the pin, loses nothing. It's a cool WrestleMania moment. Get theory over. Finn Balor doesn't have to lose a match as he is want to do. <laughs> as he often does so yeah i think that's that'd be my rewrite. you know give theory some legitimacy and also Sonya deville i feel like it's just a there's it just hits a little different him kind of pleading to like this powerful woman mm-hmm. than him just kind of going to like 80 year old geriatric vince mcmahon talking about like can you give me a title shot like mm-hmm. i just like it hit even with the egg stuff with Sonya deville i think she, and adam pierce i think it could be funnier like mm-hmm. even if you put adam pierce instead of sonia it's just like a funnier dynamic whereas it's like how many events, guys, are we going to do? How many times are we going to do this, man? She did this with Drew McIntyre, and it blew up spectacularly. Is Austin awesome. Theory going to have to leave and come back? Like, what's the next? What's going to happen? That's These
1: are some of our most interesting rewrites, I have to say. It's, it's Michael, crazy almost that wrote a,
0: we, almost we wrote a, like a long, I, that, the same way you said, is he going to leave and come back? I almost wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> almost wrote that. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's crazy that Theory got, a, got our, our wheels turning, because we're, we're galaxy brain often, but th- this is like – and I think these were some of our, like – I, I could see these really happening, too. I, yeah. I, I think every that's single, the best part about... Bro, every
0: rewrites. single thing y'all
2: said, I'm like, okay. yeah, I'm here it's for it. It's because he's such a clean slate, whereas, like, when you're rewriting Brock Lesnar, there's so much, like, back knowledge where it's like, well, I could never imagine Brock Lesnar doing that because he's done so much, where it's like, I can imagine Austin Theory doing any. Like, there's nothing at this point that, like, he could just. So, yeah, it would make sense he, like, is fighting Johnny Gargano, just like it would make sense that he's fighting Nominic Mysterio, just like it would make sense that he's casting the SummerSlam. Like, he literally, uh, Blake Canvas, like you said, that's part of why he's the future like that match gets him in madcap you felt like oh this is about to be something it was like the match where braun baker and carmelo hazer it's like yeah this is about to be a thing for a while now like just get used to it
0: you know what i think uh the last thing last point i want to make i think you know how you're we all saying earned heel it's weird now that i'm looking at it i think the idea was earning the baby face That's that might have been it yeah because when I look at him, I'm like, it's very clear they're trying to do another John Cena. Like, it's very clear. Yeah. They look like, similar. It's like, <laughs> it's like a mix yeah. of
1: like Cena and Randy, I feel.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. The yeah. facial hair is very Randy, but yeah. the, the jaw structure is very is John Cena, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: if yeah. that makes sense
1: well that was our rewrite ladies and gentlemen um make sure that you go back and listen to all of our episodes if you're a new listener again a show 250 is coming very soon pre-orders for a show merch available this friday make sure that you get a shirt the revenge tour will be coming to an end soon and you do not want to not be a part of the a show revenge tour get your shirt it comes with something nice as well make sure you tap into all of the a show network shows the a show itself the war report spot callers all that good stuff and most of all if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash H-O-R-N-C to hear our Before We Write segment uh, some fun discussion about who we would book as a world champion of the many celebrities in the world and a lot of Vince McMahon talk this episode. So with that, for Armand, for CC, we are the men of the pen. We hope you all have a fantastic next few weeks.